Welcome to Bike Med. These are podcasts on biking medicine from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. I'm with Dr. Paul Schmutz, uh, who wrote the chapters in the Wilderness Textbook uh, on uh, uh, dentistry. We're lucky to have you with us, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Rich. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, I have a a couple questions, and the first one is, um, I think it's something that doesn't happen often, but it's always a risk. And um, what happens if a biker goes down and knocks out a tooth? And in fact, knocks it out so that it's lost and just uh, sitting in the ground. That's an excellent question, because this is the one injury in dentistry that is very time-sensitive. If you go back, a tooth is held into the socket by ligaments. And if a tooth is knocked out, we now have those periodontal ligament cells that used to hold the tooth in place, some on the tooth, some in the socket. But now those, t- those cells are no longer getting nutrients. And so we have a, a amount of time, uh, some people say 15 to 20 minutes, before those cells will start to die and so we need to move rapidly to either reimplant this tooth or to put it in some sort of a storage medium to prolong the life of the cells while we deal with maybe some of the other injuries that the biker may have. That's a, a really good, uh, a really good advice. And I guess I should have made the the clarification that uh, the biker's okay. That it, the the neck isn't damage, there's no broken bones, just specifically, uh, you know, because in that case, you want to do the primary assessment, make sure that those things are okay. Well, let's say that I walk over and I see a a young biker, let's say it's a 17-year-old boy who's crashed. He's doing fine. His neck's not sore. Uh, He doesn't have any fractures, maybe a little scrape on his arm, but really he just knocked out one of his front teeth and it's on the ground. So we're trying to preserve those ligaments you just described. What do we do? So the next thing would be, you know, obviously we found the tooth. It's been in the dirt, so now it's dirty. But the key is we want to re-implant this tooth as soon as possible, and that's going to give us the best course of survival, best chance for this tooth to survive. And so when we handle the tooth, those cells are on the root of the tooth. So we want to handle it by the crown, And the crown is the part of the tooth that when you look at someone's mouth, that's what you see is the crown of the teeth. Everything below that that's underneath the gum tissue is is the root of the tooth. So we're going to handle it by the tooth. We're going to rinse it off and get the dirt off of it and or even soak it in something to see if we can get some of that dirt off. We might have some pesky little pebbles or gravel or dirt that is still on the root. And so at that point in time, if we have some tweezers or maybe a, a... sharp point of a knife or something, we can we can pluck those off, but we want to get it back in the socket as soon as we can. So now let's go, we've kind of managed the tooth here, and now we have to change to managing the socket because in some cases the socket might have been pushed in. We may have had a fracture on that facial bone and pushed the socket in. If so, we need to figure out a way to, to re, reposition that and uh, allow for that tooth to be in. At the same time, the socket's also bleeding. And uh, But if we're quicker with this, the blood hasn't started to coagulate. 
and we can grab that tooth, we can rinse it off, and basically just stick it back in the socket. And as we're putting it in, we may have to displace some of the blood. And then once it's in place, we're going to kind of hold it there and uh, just make sure that it's in a good position. So I, I do have a question. So some people might be uncomfortable and it might be a little painful, but let's say that they do get the, the tooth back in. Uh, how would you keep it in place? One thing that comes to my mind is you could just have the biker close their mouth and that would hold it in place uh, until you can get to the dentist, right? Would that work? Yeah, that would work. Because uh, basically, you know, at this point in time, most people are going to be fairly close. It's not like we're out on a two-day-away journey getting back to civilization. Most people, when they go biking, are usually, you know, 30 minutes, an hour away from, you know, getting back to the to the city, getting hold of a dentist. So at this point in time, if the if this biker is able to, he can hold that tooth in place either with his hand, with a thumb or a finger, or with his tongue, you know, just as long as he's gentle and not wiggling it around. Once we get to the dental office, then there'll be other things that we're going to deal with, but you don't need to worry about that. Those are things that the dentist will do. Out in the field, what we want to do is get it back in as soon as possible, but if we can't, we want to put it into something that we can store it in to maintain those cells that are on the periodontal ligaments. Well, that's interesting. So if you decide not or you can't put it back in the, the biker's mouth, you're saying we put it in some sort of a liquid. Um, that's that's very interesting. So what kind of liquids can you put it in, especially a liquid that I guess someone might have on a ride with them or if they're in a race that the coaches or the medics would have? What what kind of thing do you put it in? So there's all kinds, all kinds of solutions that are available, and obviously we want to find something that is readily available. I'll just kind of run through some of these, and then for some people they'll say, I have no idea what that is, and but for other things you'll say, yeah, that's in my refrigerator, and that's not a problem. So the gold standard one is called Hank's Balance Salt Solution, and there's actually a couple companies out there that have developed a commercial bottle of this that you can buy called save a tooth or a tooth saver and uh, if you put it in this solution it'll maintain the those cells on those ligaments for up to about 24 hours but most people don't have this available and so the one that is probably the most readily available for us is milk almost everybody has milk somewhere or if you come off your ride or you can get off the trail you can get to a, a convenience store or a store and buy some milk and put it in there. But sometimes it might take us a while to get off the mountain. So are there some other things that we could store it in? And uh, one of those, there's probably two, and they're pretty readily available. One would actually be saliva. So you could have the, the rider who lost his tooth spit into a cup or into a baggie or something and then stick the tooth back in the saliva to keep it moist, to keep it going, or we can use some Gatorade. Now, both of those have some limitations in that we really don't want to store it in those liquids for very long, maybe up to about 30 minutes. So, you know, if we need to get them off the trail, back to the car, or somewhere where we have some other solutions, then we can use that in a pinch. So that um, makes me want to ask a question. Um, for the 30 minutes for Gatorade or saliva, 
But you mentioned this Hank solution or save a tooth. Uh, it sounds like that would be a good idea to have in a first aid kit if you're a biker. And you said Hank solution or save a tooth or the equivalent. And you said milk. How long will those uh, a tooth last in those? So with the Hank's balanced salt solution, we can get probably up to about 24 hours and maybe even a little bit longer. With milk, they estimate about six to eight hours. And the nice thing about milk is it's very accessible. And the question always arises is, well, which milk do I choose? 1%, 2%, skim. And you really should get the one with the most fat in it. So whole milk, and then we go down the list. But whatever you happen to have is the one we want to use. And I do want to mention one other that uh, I recently read about is uh, coconut water. That seems to be kind of becoming more popular for people to take when they're out hiking and biking because it has some, it's, it's rich in nutrients and other amino acids or proteins and vitamins. And uh, so the studies so far have been showing that this coconut milk uh, is kind of similar to, or coconut water is kind of similar to, co- to regular milk. And, uh, and it's, so you're probably going to get four to six hours with this coconut milk. So that's one that you can also add to your arsenal. The ones that we want to avoid, which are probably the most common, is water. Water seems to be hypertonic, and it seems to destroy the cells. You can use it to rinse the tooth off with if you're going to reimplant it right away, but we don't want to store it in water. We'd rather find something else to put it in. Oh, that's all very interesting. So um, it sounds like we should have uh, milk, coconut water, uh, and preferably this Hanks Balanced Salt Solution in the form of a commercial, commercially available uh, thing like Save-A-Tooth or uh, if you're a writer. And uh, what I also hear you saying is that regular water is the worst. And if, uh, and if you need to, you can use saliva or uh, a sports drink which is all very, very useful. Is there anything um, else? Like, what would happen if a, a tooth is knocked loose? Uh, you know, the answer is get to the dentist, but is there anything that they should do out there? Yeah, with the, with the tooth that hasn't come out of the sock yet, but it's just kind of hanging there, we probably want to, to apply pressure to that tooth and reposition it back in and then kind of hold it in place until you can get to the dentist, and then they can take it from there. And I do want to say that you definitely want to go to the dentist, whether you've reimplanted a tooth or one's been just knocked loose and you've pushed back into place, because there's still more definitive care that needs to take place. You can't just reimplant a tooth and send the rider on on his way. We're going to have some issues with the tooth down the road, so we need to get some definitive care from the dental office. So what we're doing right now is just first aid for it, but we need to follow up with definitive care. Well, that's a very interesting discussion on what to do if the tooth is knocked out or knocked loose in a biker. So this ends the podcast on biking dentistry. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. 